This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thank you for that, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer is actually on a trip. I hope that he's going to have uh, no problem getting back to the, uh, to the cities uh, on Monday to be here with us. But Paul McGuire Grimes is filling in. Holly Roberts is here as well. Uh, I want to remind people before we get to our next thing that there is a press conference in progress. Governor Tim Waltz is addressing the press and, and, and the state. Uh, and you can catch that uh, on 5 Eyewitness News. However, we are going to try to review some of what we learned out of that. But very appropriately, one of the things that the uh, Commissioner of the Minnesota Department of Health, Jan Malcolm, confronted or talked about in her address was about the choice of whether or not to close schools. And that is not necessarily being mandated at this point by the state. Um, And there is a pretty uh, valid reason for that. And we're going to talk about that in this context. Uh, Rob Williams from the Sheridan Story is joining us. uh, And he's on the microphone right next to mine, Holly. Uh, And Rob, hello. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, And I just wanted to really quickly kind of give people the lay of the land of how we have encountered you and why we know about the great work you do. Um, About four years ago, I think it was now, you were the charity that we worked with for Project Down and Dirty, the restaurant. Yep. And we Uh, were the best. Yes. We were the best team. Thank you. I always think that. (laughs) Team Crowbar, the best team. Uh, And we raised money for the Sheridan Project, or the Sheridan Story. This was the first time I had heard of the wonderful work you do, and I learned a lot about what is actually going on in the schools that my children go to in the Minneapolis public schools, but also in schools right outside the metro area. Can you talk about what the Sheridan story is? Absolutely. Well, in the state of Minnesota, there's over 200,000 kids that live in what's called food insecurity, which essentially means they don't always know if they're going to have food for their next meal. Um, our focus on, as the, in the Sheridan story is on the food gaps when the kids don't have access to meal programs uh, typically free or reduced programs that are available at school. Um, the Our biggest program is weekend food programs. We work in 29 different school districts as well as private and charter schools, serve about 250 50 schools and about 7,000 kids throughout those schools, providing them each a bag of food to take home every weekend during the school year. What area of Minnesota are you talking like? Twin Cities or... All of Minnesota. Most of our programs are in the Twin Cities, and that's where we started. Um, it also sort of depends on your definition of the Twin Cities. Wow. But we go up to we go up to Mora, Minnesota, and Cambridge Isanti. Uh, west, we have a partnership with a program in Wilmer. We go out to Delano, down south. Um, well, in the summer we go down to Rochester, Sleepy Eye. In the summer we go up into Breckenridge, in one of our programs, which is pretty far north. So. You know, it's in general more congregated or centralized here in the Twin Cities, but we're also growing in 
able to support kids outside of the Twin Great. Cities. Yeah. I do want to say a thing about those weekend food uh, packages that you provide, um, because uh, uh, what a lot of people might not realize um, is how little it actually takes, meaning it's not like you are providing a Costco box full of bulk food for the weekend. Right. What is in those food sacks that is meant to feed a family for a weekend? Yeah, absolutely. Our our focus, uh, really everything we do is only as good as the food that we provide the kids. Mm-hmm. So we buy over 97% of the food we provide. We'll spend a million dollars just purchasing food this year to be able to give it to the kids. We want to give food that what we call is nutritious and delicious. So we want it to taste good, but we also want it to help the kids nutritionally mm-hmm. um, to make sure it's actually helpful for their their body and their development and their growth. So each bag has four to five pounds of food in it. and um, Because it's also meant to be portable because it goes into their backpacks. Yeah, exactly. Because we don't want the kindergartners, you know, kind of falling back on, right. on their backs or anything. So part of it's, I mean, the main the main thing is how much can they safely carry consistently. Yeah. Yeah. But we want to make, you know, it's it's all shelf-stable food, but we have taste tests to make sure it tastes good. We have a dietitian on staff to make sure its nutritional value is, is good. Um, we don't just buy or find whatever the cheapest pineapple is we get right you know only certain brands that taste dole organic yeah Yeah. dole organic (laughs) but i do think sometimes people get the impression you know like to feed a family for a weekend that's a lot of of money a lot of food Um, but but what you're doing is actually allowing uh the kids to be able to carry home in their backpacks and do so discreetly um, which is why a lot of people don't even actually know the sheridan stories in their schools and assisting their neighbors yep exactly so our you know we want to retain dignity for the families. So while our program is offered and promoted and provided as an option for every kid in every school we work in, um, the the families opt in. And then once they're in the program, the way that we distribute the food to them is very discreet. It's not even, you know, we we actually go around, open the kids' lockers, open their backpacks, put our plastic bags, recycle Mm -hmm. plastic bags, Mm -hmm. right in the kids' backpacks and close the backpacks and close the lockers. So it's not visible externally. It's like, it's like the tooth fairy stopping by. Exactly. Right, but um, no quarters. But no quarters, yes. right? But food. <laughs> um, but I do want to. So, so I want to kind of bring us back to what is going on right now, uh, locally and and internationally, um, as we are facing the idea or the conversation about schools closing. This the part of the reason why this is such a difficult decision is because schools for many for for a lot of children are the place where they are provided shelter and or food. And so how is the Sheridan story confronting the reality that we may be facing a school closure and what kinds of programs are you able to kind of throw together for this type of moment? Absolutely. Yeah. This is certainly an unprecedented, uncharted territory um, for everybody, uh, government or, or otherwise. And, you know, our, so our focus is on the food gap. So this is a new food gap. Um, in the in the state, you know, hundreds of thousands of kids rely on the free or reduced meal programs at school. We work in 29 different school districts, and in just those school districts, there's about 90,000 kids just in those districts that are on free or reduced lunch at the schools. Mm-hmm. And as the schools close, whether it's a, a state-designated Robbinsdale close today um, because, I don't know exactly, a, a family member or something had had was diagnosed with COVID-19, uh, that district alone, they have about 5,800 kids on free or reduced lunch. So oh. 
if you picture that, and we actually worked there, so they also didn't get their weekend food bag yeah. that they would have got today. Um, so, you know, just that unknown when the kids, and I, we don't know yet if they're open on Monday or not, yeah. I don't know. Um, and it's certainly a, a, you know, sort of dance from the superintendents and the governor's office of, like you said, closing school doesn't just mean they don't learn. It means they don't have food. It doesn't yeah. mean they, you know, parents have to stay home, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, our what we're doing is working on compiling 330,000 meals uh, at our facility in Roseville. And that would be, that's equivalent to filling our warehouse to the max and then being able to quickly empty it completely yeah. if the schools close or as the schools close. Um, we're, we did not budget for this because, you yeah. know, several months ago, no one was thinking about a pandemic in Minnesota. Right. And so that that effort, the 330,000 meals delivered out to the different districts and schools um, or the districts as part of their nutrition programs is about $350,000. Okay. And so, you know, that's what we're working on right now is whatever we can raise, the more food we can give. Uh, if we don't hit that number, then we don't give out that much food so it's about every hundred dollars serves about 25 kids okay and wow. so um you can go to our website the sheridanstory.org and there's a spot right there to donate it's all tax deductible and all that um and just you know there's also other great other organizations that are that are working to this that we partner with um i think a biggest the biggest thing we as minnesotans and and community members have going is that we work well together yeah the the, the biggest strength we have is for us all to support the efforts of of serving these kids when yeah. when school closes yeah for whatever period of time and their you know schedules are already upended whether it's after school programs which is also a lot of mm -hmm. sources of food though most of those are getting closed to shut down so obviously we would love for you to donate to us we're putting forth a very big effort in partnership with the 29 school districts uh, and their response, nutritional responses if the districts close, and then also some several other partners that we work with. Well, I will do tell you what I'm going to do in the break here is I'm going to head right over to the SheridanStory.org and and make my own donation. And I would encourage everybody who is able to. Um, we've been talking with Rob Williams. He's the executive director of the Sheridan Story. Um, and you were the founder as well. I mean, I you, am. Yep. Yep, one you, of, I like to say one of the founders. It was a, it's a group effort, it right? Was for they sure. always it are. still is. Yep. But but you've been doing this for years and, and we are so grateful for your um, for your efforts and what you do in the schools so beautifully and discreetly. So that many people don't even know you exist, but now it's time for everybody to know that you exist. And uh, if you have the means and the ability, head over to uh, say the website again, so I don't do it wrong. Uh, sure, the SheridanStory.org or Google us will probably pop up. That's easy, perfect. So uh, I'm going to go over there in the break. I'm going to make a donation, um, and I would encourage everybody who is able to has the means and ability to to do as well. Um, as you said, a hundred dollars feeds twenty five families. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And it's. I mean, it's an unsettling time. It's it's an unprecedented ask. We typically aren't saying we didn't budget for this, but right. no but one was prepared for this. For and this. it's as literals. I have a, a guy on my team right now is ready to put in an order of food once we raise the money. So Wonderful. Well, I will uh, do my part. I will also do my part and Perfect. donate. So if we get a coalition of people to there donate, you there you go. There Everyone you go. listening gives $100. Yeah. I don't know. Or what whatever you can give. Whatever you can give. <laughs> Thank you so much, Rob, for joining us. And, and best of luck. And we'll be in touch. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And, yes. and thanks for.
Thanks for your listeners for listening. Absolutely. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, the press conference with Governor Tim Waltz is still in progress. We're going to try to kind of update you on what's going on. We may take it live. We may take a turn. Nobody knows. Uncertain times. We'll be back after this on My Talk 1071. Cleansing breaths on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer, is off today. Paul McGuire Grimes has been filling in. Holly Roberts is here with us. And a lot to digest this hour, no pun intended, on the Colleen and Bradley show. We are trying to do our best uh, to inform and also entertain. But this hour of our show has really been about informing a lot. Uh, And it will continue to be that way because uh, we did carry for the first half hour of this uh, hour of the show, um, a press conference uh, that is being held by Governor Tim Waltz. He has declared a state of emergency in the state of Minnesota. Um, We also heard from uh, the Minnesota Department of Health Commissioner Jan Malcolm. We also heard from Attorney General Keith Ellison. The press conference is actually still in progress. They're just doing some question and answer. After we did that, we talked to Rob Williams from the Sheridan story about food insecurity. And this was actually like so appropriately, appropriately timed. Right. Because one of the things we learned is that there is not a recommendation from the Minnesota Department of Health at this moment to close schools. If you want more about what their recommendations are and strategies to slow the spread of COVID-19, go to their website, health.state.mn.us. You can learn more about the steps that are being taken and what Governor Tim Walls has been talking about. And if you did hear the conversation with Rob Williams from the um, Sheridan story, you can go to their website, make a donation. I did it during the break. It's that easy. You just go to their website, thesheridanstory.org. And there's a green button at the top right of the website, right corner of the website, just Mm -hmm. says donate. And you can donate whatever dollar amount you want. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for that uh, piece of You're information. Um, just to kind of go over and Holly, feel free to like chime in because you are kind of the one with the finger on the pulse of um, what is going on both locally and internationally yeah. with COVID-19. Well, let's talk about Governor Tim Waltz's press conference that's currently happening right mm-hmm. now. We're not running with it live because it's a Q&A session. So uh, we heard the bulk of the presser earlier this hour. So it's a peacetime emergency that he declared. Oh, okay. Thank you for that. Yeah, so it's a peacetime emergency. That means, in, in his words, Governor Tim Waltz, it means that he's opening a toolbox. Right. Meaning that if we need to take more measures to get this pandemic under control, then we have the tools to do so. Now, for people who might be saying, like, this seems like I'm, I'm confused about why we're doing this, right? Yeah. You know, um, I've heard any number of bits of information that people seem to have about the spread of this and why are we overreacting? Yeah, why, why it's not a big down? deal. Like, we wouldn't do this for the flu. We wouldn't do this for the common cold. Well, the the reason why is because this is spreading at such a rapid rate and we have no line of defense against it. Right. Now, I'm going to update you. 14 Minnesotans have now tested positive for COVID-19. Now, yesterday afternoon, it was nine. The day Yester- before that. Well, yesterday morning, it, it was, was five. Four, it was five yes. or four. Yep. But so meaning that, you know, math, numbers, et cetera. Yeah. Now, I will tell you that Anoka, Carver, Dakota, Hennepin, Olmstead, Ramsey, Stearns and Wright counties have all cases now that's according to the health department today now those cases remain travel related with no evidence yet of community transmission however health commissioner jan malcolm told reporters that minnesota is taking proactive steps to go out in the community and look for 
COVID-19. They truly are looking for it. And they're using some other respiratory tests to help indicate that. Um, but but the things that you need to know right now are the following. Um, the first, the biggest thing is uh, they are uh, canceling any gatherings of 250 or more. Uh, and go ahead. there are public things that, mm-hmm. you know, I think, you know, but things that we'd like to do for entertainment that are now canceled. The Guthrie Theater has canceled their performances of Twelfth Night and uh, there, there are other shows that are running right mm-hmm. now, like the rest of the run. So like, we're talking weeks out, not right. just this weekend. Uh, Minnesota Orchestra has been canceling all performances for the next couple of weeks, too. So if you have those tickets for any of these places, I mean, these are these are first world problems, but right. things that maybe in your everyday life you wouldn't mm-hmm. think about. So keep an eye on your emails. See what cancellation policies are out there. Um, he also talked in the so that's kind of that kind of stuff and he also talked about we always think about the kids what's going mm-hmm. on with kids and teens and they are actually at a the lowest risk for covid-19 um because of their age but i also want to mention too like the flu is still running rampant so i don't want us to think that like kids are just immune to everything right, right now so be cautious about the flu like kids mm-hmm. are still dying from the flu right now yeah. i talked to someone that's in the medical field earlier today about that and she wanted to stress like flu is still going on yeah like you know, pay attention to that as well. The great news is all these measures that um, I know that schools are taking to keep the kids safe with increased hand washing prompts to do that, keeping some distance, um, you know, putting, uh, you know, creating distance between classrooms and grades, etc. Schools are paying attention to that. And all of that is going to only be good for those uh, types of illnesses as well. But um, for kids with differing, differing medical needs, for example, a compromised immune system, they are recommending that those kids consider distance learning. Um, and so there, there are some recommendations around that to be paying attention to. And I know from district, district to district, other choices are being made. I'm in the Minneapolis public schools and I'm quite aware aware that the likelihood of uh, that being canceled without, you know, strict um, regulations around that, it's pretty slim. And so we are sort of as a family, as a as a group, kind of having some communication in our family about how that looks and why we're doing it this way. Right. Mm -hmm. So kids are at the lowest risk, as you said, Um, they have not found that these measures have actually slowed the spread in other communities where they've had to take these measures. And also uh, it's had little to no impact in places, you know, where they've done this. So, so just know that there are people who are paying close attention, but for those of us, who have maybe, like you said, concert tickets. We had orchestra hall tickets for tomorrow night and they got canceled, Yeah, which is fine. Like that will happen another day. I'd rather people be safe and take their own precautions, Mm -hmm. whatever that may be. Yeah. I would just say, I mean, you know, listen, we, you know, Holly, you were, I think the one that said uh, from a day and a day on a day to day basis, you say to yourself, what can I do today? Yeah. yeah, Truthfully, I wake Mm -hmm. up every morning and I say, how can I be of service yeah. today? How can I be of service today? Well, here's a couple things, because one of the things that truly is, um, I think, concerning to people in the community is small businesses. Right. Um, a lot of people out of fear, out of abundance of caution, out of call it whatever you want to call it, might not be visiting their neighborhood coffee shop or their neighborhood pizza joint. Um 
I think if you are not willing or able to do to go in to do that and sit down and enjoy some community with people, please, you know, now would be a great time to order delivery. <laughs> now would be a great time to send somebody from your family to run in and grab the food. If Jets you're Pizza not in, offers but, some fantastic <laughs> eight quarter pizza. But please do go sit down, sit down and enjoy and, and you know, take your take the measures to um to you know, wash your hands, clean your area, all of those things, yes, but maintain a distance from people. And I believe what they said was um, six feet or less for l- fewer than 10 minutes. This is being spread, I think they, I'm totally paraphrasing from what I heard very quickly, and it, it was a lot of information. It's spread by droplets. So somebody coughing or sneezing in your midst, um, and those droplets kind of making their way over to you, also by touching surfaces. So wash hands, have your hand sanitizer if you cannot wash your hands. So sanitizer is not in place of the hand washing. It is in addition to, or when you're not able to wash your hands. Lots of really good information. Nothing much different in that regard from what we've already been hearing. Right. Um, some of the new stuff is uh, the the rules around gathering. Um, churches are uh, being recommended to also follow the guidance for those large group gatherings. Um, check your own place place of worship. Mine just canceled two weeks worth of programming. And oh, I'm fine with that. This like is unprecedented. Or just like classes? All or, of it. Oh, wow. Everything. Wow. Yes. And I, you know what? This is how we keep each other safe. And you can pray at home. Exactly. Yeah. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're going to take a break from COVID-19 and talk about Grey's Anatomy. Yes. Another medical thing after this. <laughs> Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.